genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we, uh, we, we complete our swing through the Spider-Man franchise with the return of Miles Morales in the first Spider-Verse sequel. It's 2023's Spider-Man Across the, Uni- the Spider-Verse. Across the, not Across the Universe. That's a different movie. Across the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. You know who directed Across the Universe? Julie Taymor, director of uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, wow. It's, it really is all connected. There it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I noticed he's not anywhere to be found in this movie, at least that I could see. Yeah. Wow. In retrospect, kind of a bitter. Yeah. No, no Reeve Carney cameo. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was no part where Miguel was like, look, Pete, look, Miles, look at all of the, yeah. And there was no, like the big mama spider or like, (laughs) um, you didn't see that version of, of, of goblin in like one of those prisms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I have more to say about, about, uh, the next movie. Um, maybe we'll we'll say we'll have like a little speculation section, um, at the end of this episode. Um, so maybe, maybe it'll have more of a place over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, good movie. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty, pretty good. Um, I, I, I just, uh, saw it again. So I've seen it Mm -hmm. twice. Um, and we're both both speakers working this time. Yes. Yes. All of the, I could hear all of the dialogue this time. Um, I saw it in IMAX the first time, and one of the speakers was muffled or was like not playing at the same volume as the rest of the movie. Um, and so it wasn't like it wasn't so obtrusive most of the time, but mm-hmm. the the opening sequence in particular, where with with Gwen um, and her VO over like over the drumming, uh, it was impossible to hear what she was saying. Um, at least you're like, least man, I, they, were, they, were, yeah. they really are going like really bold with this. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, watching it in, in uh, Dolby Atmos uh, today was much better. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, so this is this is a this is a movie that just came out um, as of this recording. So this is going to be more like a bonus feature than a regular episode. Um, so not a lot of like development material uh mm-hmm. you know it took them took them five years uh but they made two movies in that time only one mm-hmm. of which we've seen so far um so you know <laughs> like a thousand a thousand animators or a thousand yeah the the yeah. most animators to ever be on an animated film yeah 
It's like yeah. a moving, like when you look, when you think about like the Sistine Chapel or like any great piece of art and, you know, and you're like, wow, like people made this. It's yeah. kind of akin to that, except it's moving. Right. It's very true. Um, so I guess I don't even know where to, where to start. Um, I guess one of the things that I, I do want to discuss, um, mm-hmm. or, or I want to focus some of our time on is the one criticism that I've heard of this movie, um, across Uh-oh. the board, which is that it's half a movie, um, mm-hmm. which having seen it again, I vehemently disagree with that. Um, mm-hmm. That assessment. Uh, there is a full, complete arc, character arc for Miles in this movie. He's going to have a different character arc in the next movie because it just comes. There's a whole aspect of this movie that comes full circle at the end of this movie mm-hmm. um, that has no bearing necessarily on the next one. But it's like because the spot isn't vanquished, they're like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just half a movie, whatever. And I'm like, well, the Empire wasn't vanquished at the end of Empire Strikes Back. That doesn't make Empire Strikes Back half a movie, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I want to get into details on that um, as we we, uh, dig in. But yeah, I'm hearing people compare this a lot to to Dune and to The Matrix Reloaded. Um, Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest, yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't agree. I just don't agree. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, if it's anything like one of those sequels, it's the most like back to the future part two. Um, and I would say empire strikes back, but that's just because like those movies feel like full complete movies, not, Mm -hmm. you know, part one. And the problem with Dune was just that like, we're like, well, sure. I hope they make another one. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 Whereas this one, we know we're getting another one in March. Like it's like nine months away. So it's not even that big of a deal. Um, I'll rip the bandaid off now, Scott. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw a tomato at the Sistine Chapel to use my own comparison. Uh, I am one of those people that kind of felt like this was one half of an experience. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if you do, if you do look at the movie, I think Gwen and Miles have really cool arcs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, but, and when, when we, when we talk about movies like Dead Man's Chest or Matrix Reloaded or Empire Strikes Back, I think each of those movies has like arcs that are fulfilled by the end of those movies, but then end on a like, oh shit, this is, the way I would put it is, um, it's so weird. This is kind of like an everything everywhere all at once situation for me where like, I love this movie, but mm-hmm because I did not have like a religious experience or like have my mind blown or was like pacing around my room for an hour. It weirdly feels like I had a, I'm like, wait, I guess I didn't like this as much as other people, even though I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, Mm. but, um, but because like when I go back to the, like, emotional catharsis that I felt at the end of into the spider verse Mm -hmm. and that like, holy shit, like that kind of lightning in a bottle. What the fuck did I just watch? Um, this feels like a more, I mean, inarguably a more and more impressive achievement in terms of animation and 
plate spinning and spectacle. And yeah, this movie absolutely has heart and has really profound things to say about Miles and Spider-Man as a character to where I'm, I'm really glad this is like the last movie we're going to talk about for a while. I can see the disappointment on your face. And so it's <laughs> like, but yeah, it's like, oh boy, oh no. Ugh. And, and, and it's like, well, shit. And it's like, it, it's like, uh, because it's just like a 98% in my heart and not a 110% in my heart, it feels like I'm weirdly on the other side of something. Mm. And it's weird. It, it's been like, it's like, yeah, I really, I really liked it a lot. I loved it. But it's like, I do have some criticisms about it. And that weirdly feels kind of like, yeah, like if it's like, you know, hands up. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I come in peace, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I, because, and I was like, I walked out of that movie kind of feeling like, wow, I can't wait for the next one. And it's like, wow, it's almost like this is a two, two, 200% of a movie. And this was just like the first 100%, you know? Does mm. that make sense? I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I just vehemently disagree. Um, I'm in the absolute minority. I accept that. I don't um, think you are. This is I, I hear people throwing this around like a lot. Mm-hmm. This this mm-hmm. comparison around, um, and and yeah, I, I I but I don't know. Seeing it again, especially like cemented a lot of elements that are this movie specific and that mm-hmm. are about this movie specific. Yeah, um, that like. I don't feel is going to carry over into the next movie. And, and so it's like, I, to me, it's just like, it's not any different than, I don't know. It's not any different yeah. than like the an end of an end of a Marvel movie being like, we can't wait for the next one. Right. Um, and sure. It's not, it's just not, I don't know. It's not the same as those other ones. Uh, those other comparison pieces uh, to me, because I don't, I don't feel like it's, going to feel like part of a whole uh, ultimately like i think that you are going to get like a story across the whole thing like you do with like star wars Uh, Um, okay but i i feel like this is going to be a singular feeling uh film uh when you Uh, look back at it Um, i kind of hope it doesn't though because like there's so much where i'm like it is kind of like back to the future 2 or matrix reloaded or dead man's chest and i just think three movies that i love is like you know, and I guess we just dive into spoilers. Are we going to do like yeah. any kind of um, where like, oh, fuck, I can't. There's so many things that I want to see resolved, like the spot. What's what's in store for him? Fucking Miles as the Prowler is like mm-hmm. such an all time mic drop of a twist. Like you don't have to be the Prowler. I'm not oh, the audience like, you know, like, oh, shit. Um, Miguel his kind of turn to the dark side in this movie and how he's now becoming like a great, he's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains now. And like, I think this is, it is kind of like uh empire to Jedi. Like I want to see those two characters, like when, when those two characters face off again, Miles and Miguel in whatever capacity they do, it is going to feel like when Luke and Vader met again on the death star, like, Oh my God, they've both changed so much since their last face off. I can't wait to see what happens yeah. next. Well, okay, so then so then do you not think that Empire Strikes Back stands on its own as its own movie? I've never known it as just one movie. Like mm-hmm. I don't 
like I, I grew up with those movies in a VHS box set. And so yeah. I kind so of, all, <laughs> oh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I always knew that like there was another tape waiting for me. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they, they don't, they don't even try to resolve what happens to Han or there doesn't need to be a happy ending or a resolution at empire because it's to be continued. And this movie literally is to be continued. And like miles yeah. is left on a cliff hanging off a cliff you get that absolute literal for me literal fist pump moment where Gwen gets the band back together yeah and yeah we absolutely see the, the homies yeah and it's like cool I didn't need them to be in this one because I know they're gonna like immediately be in part three and they're you know and yeah so like yeah I I, I really admired its confidence in being half of this epic two-part saga that we're we're in the middle of but oh but there is like you know I, I do like i said i think gwen and miles and other characters like you know rio who it was great naming her finally in this one um like yeah i mean i i, I in my opinion like this is absolutely miles story and miles is now like no pun intended the ultimate spider-man for me for reasons i can't wait to talk about but mm-hmm. i think bookending this with gwen was really smart and did make this feel like a, a satisfying experience by having, giving her resolution and having her being like, I know who I am now. I know what I'm mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to first. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I just don't, I, I agree. I, I hear what all, everything that you're saying. I just, sure, sure. I think that, and you're like talking about all of these cliffhangers that were left on, but they're all new elements presented to us for the first time at the end of the movie. So sure, yeah. they're not, they're not like we're halfway through this story. They're like, no, 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 this story's over. Now we're moving on to another chapter. This is a different, this is going to be a different thing. We're going to be mm. in, you know, the It's a Wonderful Life universe where there was never a Spider-Man. Tannenville. Um, yeah, right. We're going to be exactly. We're going to be we're going to have the band she's going to have a band that she's going to put together that's a band of rebels against the the empire, empire. of Spider-Man. Yeah. The Spider Society. Like that's yeah. a completely different story than the one that we were presented here, which was all about Miles figuring out why doesn't anyone want to hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that then- is his arc in this movie and the revelation of it and what it means to him. And mm-hmm. and how his reaction to it, which is like hurt, but also like, why couldn't you have just told me that that's what the problem was? You yeah. know, like, why couldn't you just let me know that I was this anomaly, that I was mm-hmm. this thing that, you know, quote unquote, doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's him sort of like taking responsibility for himself instead of just like waiting around for people to come to him and fix yeah. his problems or whatever. And yeah. so yeah, he has a full arc in this movie that is complete at the end of this. The next sure. movie is going to have a whole other mess of problems. I assume the next movie is going to involve him meeting a Peter Parker who's a fucking loser who never became Spider-Man. Um, oh, wow, that's true. Yeah, cuz he's out there, the one who was supposed to get bitten by 42. Right. Um and like this makes even makes a cross this even makes into the Spider-Verse feel more complete than it did before where Uh in retrospect for the past five years even in our episode we were talking about little strands of like oh it is kind of interesting how they keep 
40, the 42 spider. I remember we were literally, I think it's so cool how we never find out where the spider came from. It's just like a thread. You don't have to solve everything. Yeah. And then they're like, no, actually, it maybe it was when they made the movie, but we are now going to retro, in a true comic fashion, retcon it. Yes. Into this like grander story that we're going to tell. And we're going to retcon the bagel guy that everyone loved as the oh villain of, of this movie. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Like. Uh. I mean, a lot of people are, are calling this the best comic book movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 reasons like that that are just like immediately integrating integrating the spot into the first movie and making him like and making the collider and what's the what's the company called? Annex. Oh, uh uh yeah. Uh uh Al- Al- Alchemex. Alchemex, yeah. Yeah. Like that was so solid and turning a, a joke of a villain, a D-list Spider-Man villain, into like a amazing Spider-Man villain, yeah. especially Four Miles is right. one of many things this movie just completely aces. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a there's a few things. Uh, I don't know. I guess we could do a walkthrough. I guess I'll lead it since it's probably fresher in my mind. Um, sure. But, uh, uh, yeah, there is so much to talk about. So, first off, um, we open the movie with this sort of extended Gwen Stacy cold open. um, uh, Spider-Gwen cold open, where she is both dealing with the fact that she doesn't have Miles anymore, like one of the one of the only people that really understands her. And you also you realize that, like, one of the things that she kind of has in common with him is that they both have dads who are police officers um Mm -hmm. which you know that's gotta be a thing right like you're a kid you're a teenager and your dad's a cop like that's gotta be like a thing you kind of have to come to terms with and deal with Mm -hmm. and your life is a little different than other other teenagers lives sure um as a result and so yeah like you know you you sort of learn that she misses miles and um we learn we see her origin uh, not just in like a quick cut thing, but like an actual like, you know, uh, expression of it in terms of like losing uh, uh, her lizard, who was Peter Parker, um, mm-hmm. and uh, getting blamed for his death uh, as as Spider Gwen and becoming an mm-hmm. outlaw by her own father. Um, and that whole sequence, first of all, um, beautiful. Uh, the watercolors and everything. I love that the watercolors. Uh, bleed into different shades depending on the mood of the scene. Yeah. Um, Really just gorgeous shit. Um, Mm -hmm. Loved all of that. And then the sequence with the, uh, with the, um, the vulture, Da Vinci vulture Mm -hmm. um, at the Guggenheim was really, really uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I love, I love Daniel Pemberton's new uh, spider woman motif. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The like, the kind of Japanese flute sort of like just gorgeous. I mean, and the vulture, the Italian vulture too, like his score was like operatic. And then, and then you have Miguel crash in with his iconic theme and then it all bleeds together. I mean, like the cold open on its own was just an absolute like showstopper of a sequence. Um, Yeah. Completely Um, satisfied my appetite for, remember how last week we were talking about, or a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Spider-Gwen. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to have a Spider-Gwen movie. I am completely satisfied. I don't ever do that. I'm good. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so so we get this whole sequence. We're introduced to um, Miguel O'Hara. We're introduced to Jess Drew, um, mm. which was interesting. I was I was surprised by I, I guess I guess I never really thought about. It. I knew she was going to be in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess I never like thought about how weird it is that she's part of like the Spider Verse because she's not Jessica Drew is technically not like a Spider Man. Like she's a spy. Um, she kind of has like nothing to do with Peter Parker or, or like the Spider-Man mythos. Like she doesn't web sling. She doesn't do any of those things, but they did keep one of the most notable things about her very recently was she was like the first superhero to be like pregnant. Um, yeah. so they, they like brought that into her character, which was really fun. But yeah, it was interesting, mm-hmm. like seeing her with the bike, which she is known for and the, and a variation on her costume that she's very mm-hmm. known for and the pregnancy that she's known for. But then she's still just like a web sling in Spider-Man like everybody else um, to a certain right. extent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess even Gwen, like Gwen is not a variant of Peter, but right. she is tied to Peter Parker as a multiversal entity, I guess. Like, right. You know, she says, like, in every universe, Gwen Stacy falls falls for Peter right. Parker. Or right. Spider-Man. Um, and it doesn't end well. Yeah. Jessica Drew is really interesting. She's almost she was almost kind of like the Captain Phasma of this spider society. Like, you know, Miguel's right hand or like the number two of the spider society. And by the end, she was almost like a secondary villain, which I thought was interesting. Um, But like, I love the the mechanics of her using her motorcycle. And, you know, I thought Issa Rae did a good job. No, no, it was really, it was really cool. It was just an interesting choice that I, For that sure. I, I didn't think about the weirdness of it until I was watching it happen. I was like, oh, yeah. she doesn't do that. This is weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was it really be, cool. Yeah, I guess it would be like if there was like a Batman society or a Batman multiverse, and then like Azriel was there, you know, yeah. that dude Azriel right. or whatever. It's like well, a- Azriel, yeah, As- yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, the whole time that they are, um, sort of fighting with this, uh, this, this Da Vinci, uh, vulture, um, they are, uh, Miguel and, and Jess are, like, talking amongst themselves about whether or not they should let Gwen Stacy in, and Miguel is like, no, absolutely not, um, and she's like, I mean... I don't know. She seems pretty cool. Like she seems yeah. good at her job. Yeah. <laughs> um, we maybe we should think about it. Um, and you know, watching it again, you realize it's because she's too close to. He, they Miles. know that he, she's too t- close to Miles, and and they don't want to be one step removed from Miles because that's mm-hmm. that's too close to Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I really I really loved that. But yeah, it is interesting, especially making her a Spider-Man because of like what this movie's about, which is like the meta text uh, and canon of yeah. of Spider-Man. And so the fact that like she has an Uncle Ben and a Captain Stacy and a Venom and all of that stuff um, yeah. is weird because it's Jessica Drew and she's never had any of those things in the comics. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah. 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 She's just, and it'd be, it'd be interesting to maybe play with that more in part three. Yeah. Of, like maybe as she starts to turn back towards the light side of like, Miguel, I don't think we should be doing this. He could be like, Hey, you're fucking lucky. I let you in the club, Jessica Drew. Right. What are you doing here? You know? Yeah. Um, I also want to know what the deal with him being a vampire is. That's weird. Oh, is that not from the comics? 
Not that I'm aware of, but like okay. I guess I haven't read a lot of 2099. Let's look this up. Spider-Man. I'm just going to get articles about the movie, I'm sure. Spider-Man yeah. 2099. Vampire. Because um, there's that moment where he's about to bite Vulture. And then yeah. something happens. Something intervenes and he doesn't. Um, there's a... There's that really kind of meta line later where Miles, where she's like, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a vampire. And like a vampire good guy. Oh, that's never heard that before. Nope. Not a thing. As far as I can, I can search. I was on his Wikipedia and I, I control F vampire and nothing came up. So. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Not a, not a thing. That's is that is new for this. And yeah, that was weird. That was a very (laughs) weird uh, bit. And it's something, it must have something to do with. The thing that he injects himself with, too. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that was like a blade situation where it's like I can't feed on blood, so I'm like injecting myself with a thing, or right. like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Want to learn more about that in part three? That would be cool. I, yeah, that, I, I assume we will. Um, but yeah, so uh, her dad sneaks up, which is a really cool bit because he sneaks up in exactly the same way, exactly the same shot as he did when he snuck up on Spider-Gwen, like, on Peter's body. Yeah. It was, the, it was a recreation of the exact same shots mm-hmm. um, when she he sneaks up on Spider-Gwen and, and tries to arrest her and then she reveals her identity and then he still continues to arrest, try to arrest her and then... Uh, Miguel and, and Jess show up and uh, trap him in a thing and, and invite her into the Spider-Verse. Uh, first perfect line of the movie um, was Gwen at a loss, you know, the portal, staring at her dad and says, like, I have no idea what to do. And Miguel tosses her the link thing and says, join the club. Yeah. Just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. You know what? This movie just on a chemical level just understand spider-man yeah yeah um no so that that entire cold open is a really cool sequence it's like a 20 minute cold open i think um it's it's i think it's the reason that the movie is so long really um yeah i i would bet if you added up the rest of the movie like starting with you know the cut to brooklyn um i bet the rest of the movie is probably similar in length to the original yeah. Um, but I think that that 20 minute cold open is what pushes it over. Anytime you get a movie that is like when you're staring at your phone and you're like, whoa, this thing's how long? Okay. Right. Like whether it's John Wick or, or, you know, Dune or this, it always comes down to we didn't want to skimp on any individual sequence. Yep. Each of these sequences deserve, like that opening deserved 20 minutes. Yep. It did. It did. Um, yeah. Um, no, I loved it. And I loved it as, you know, the way that it, it, it sets up Spider-Gwen and all of her decisions um, in terms yeah. of like, you know, there's this really great line later, like toward the end of the movie where she finally confronts her dad and um, she's like, you know, look, I know that you're a cop because you know, you wear the badge because you, if you know that if you didn't somebody who shouldn't would, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, I, she was like, that's what I'm doing with this mask. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the thing that, you know, someone else might not. And he was like, I have always taught you to do things by the book. And then she's like, sometimes you can't. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what her. her arc in this movie is. Yeah. The whole movie. I, she's like, this is her new book. 
Like, yeah, she's trying she's been... to do things by the book like her dad taught her instead mm-hmm. of going out on her own. Yeah, because like doing what feels society. right. There's that moment where she's like, she's like, in my gut, this feels wrong. And she's like, and Jessica Drew says, don't listen to your gut then. Listen to your head. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's not Spider-Man. <laughs> you, you're you supposed to listen to your gut. That's what Spider-Man does. They don't, he doesn't listen to his head. He listens to his gut. That is yeah. what Spider-Sense is, you know? Whether, whether it's like punching Doctor Strange in the face and helping your worst villains because it just, I, that doesn't feel right to just send them back to die. That doesn't feel... Right. Right. I need, I, I, you know, and, right. and, but you also like, you totally buy Gwen, like, cause she's lost everything. And so this is her family and, and they go out of their way to say like, she has been with this society for months. And so she falls back. Yeah. She falls back on what her father taught her, which is like, these are the rules. This is my team. This is my band. Don't, don't buck. Don't, don't break. Cause then you don't have anybody. And then she ends this movie being like, no, F that. I do have somebody. I have miles. I have my homies. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, and that's the thing is like the whole movie, right, is like she keeps searching for like groups to be a part of, but she doesn't feel right in them because they don't they don't like understand her in a meaningful Mm -hmm. way or or, you know, she's not feeling validated by them um, in the case of the the spider group. Like there's something off about her chemistry with them. Um, And it's you know, it's it's really cool to see that arc play out over this movie. Um, yeah, because, you know, presumably in the next one, it's like, yeah, she has her band now and she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. So that arc is complete. And she's this mm-hmm. is this is her arc of this movie is like figuring that out. Um, so anyway, great cold open, perfect cold mm-hmm. open. Um, and, and then we go back to Brooklyn, go back to Brooklyn, which is like, again, like another fist pump, like after that crazy opening with the vulture yeah. and Miguel and Gwen, and then being like, boom, bye bye. Now back to the reason we're all here. Yeah miles and we're like oh fuck and man dude like watching this so soon after into the spider-verse and seeing like that awkward kid who couldn't do it on command Mm -hmm. and then finally rose to the occasion seeing him just in his fucking element yeah nuking a nuking a beef patty before he takes out the bad guy it's like he knows the dude that owns the bodega he's like hey ernie like how much do i owe you for the beef patty and he's like it's free if you can get this guy out of my shop i'm like (laughs) yeah "Uh, uh, this is spider i loved his like catch up where he like he he he, uh he was a spokesperson for baby powder and then he made like a a public video apology (laughs) yes I made a mistake. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just kind of sitting on a curb. And then, his, and then, his, uh, and then, he, and then I grew up. My mustache came in and uh, nobody liked it. He's like, I made a mistake. mistake. I yeah. made another mistake. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, oh. And I think um, I think it was – I watched like a Nando V Movies video last night where he was talking about this movie. And he said about the that first spot fight where – in any in any other Marvel movie or Spider-Man movie, this would be one of the greatest set pieces in any Spider-Man movie ever. And in this movie, it's just like one of like one of the first scenes. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, oh, one thing before uh, I want to I want to circle back to the Gwen opening that I, yeah, I just yeah. love and I wanted to mention when the when the helicopter starts crashing and she has to like. She's like, okay, how am I going to stop the helicopter? Yeah! And then she like she like plays the beat in her head and then mm-hmm. saves the day to the beat and that's how her spider sense works is is Incredible. is 
unfucking believable. Like where it's just music to her, and like yeah, she just has yeah. to play the music and she'll save the day. And I'm I'm really glad that I and I and I didn't want to say this last night when we were talking about you know the 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 IMAX speaker being off or whatever. I love how her inner monologue, her inner thought bubbles at the beginning. It almost it, there's a rhythm even to that. Like mm-hmm. my name is Gwen Stacy, I'm Spider Woman, but I'm not the only one. His name is Miles Morales. Blah, blah, blah. He's not the only one. Just always right. going back to like not the only one. Like almost like she is like creating music in her head. Right. The way that Miles creates art and other versions of Peter Parker look in look in physics. Yeah. But she's also obsessed with the knowledge that she's not the only spider she's not the only spider person anymore. She mm-hmm. knows that she's not, but she can't get to any of them. Yeah. She's alone. And so it's like it's just like ringing in her head all the time of like I can't even talk to my bandmates anymore. Like I we're we're not the same. I can't talk to you openly the way I can talk to my spider friends. And I know mm-hmm. that and I can't I can't handle existing with that knowledge that they're out there and I can't talk to them and see them. Yeah. 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 Right. And and uh, Miles is in a very similar position where right. It's like it's it's almost kind of like Harry Potter where, you know, Chamber of Secrets, where he's learned of this greater world out there. But then he has to go back to being alone. Right. And like, ah, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like he's um when he goes to his his PTA conference with with Rachel Dratch uh, and, and his parents, mm-hmm. he's like he wants to go and like work on like univ- multiverse technology stuff in New Jersey and. And I was like, well, you're an art kid. You're not a science kid. What's all the... Oh, he thinks this is the only way to see Gwen again. Well, yes. Yes and no. Because he is at a science academy. So... Sure, sure, sure. There's obviously something going on with him in science. Um, We just didn't really get into it too deeply in in the last one. But but yeah, he is... He's still an art kid. He he draws lots of pictures of Spider Gwen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he adds to his... uh, He added to his um, mural. uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was gorgeous. So good. Um, so that scene, uh, after, you know, the, the spot with, you know, that, that whole thing and, and Jason Schwartzman just absolutely just wrecking house, mm-hmm. um, the sort of like perfect merging of, of like, I'm trying to think of like a really like nervous kind of energy that Jason Schwartzman has in a movie. Sure. Um, but like, sort of like what you come to expect from a Jason Schwartzman performance merged with like the final boss battle in Scott Pilgrim, you know, like, yeah, he's like both of those people simultaneously. It's really interesting. Like he's really good at being almost pathetic at the beginning. Yeah. And you, you pity him. But then as he, and again, like does not even try to complete his arc. We right. see him go off, but becoming this evil, like scary, like, like threat. Yeah. And he's just still out there. And I think that's right. really cool how they, they leave that on ellipses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although I will say, I I think that he he does have an arc in this movie, which is that he goes from loser to threat, all powerful, super for sure. Um, but uh, uh, the um, yeah. So so all of that is happening, and I I love the spot stuff. I love how he leaves spot like all like you know yeah. <laughs> all all webbed up through different spots. Um, I thought mm-hmm. that was really good. Um. 
But yeah, when he goes to that meeting, when he finally shows up uh, and Rachel Dretch says, like, you know, she's talking to the parents. and She's like, I don't know what this kid's story is. Um, it hasn't been written yet. And then he's like, he's like, he's trying to have his cake and eat it. And you can't do that. You can't do both of those things. And he's like, he comes in. He says, you can if you get two cakes. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he does. And he gets he gets two cakes later. Um, and my theory here is that that is that is what the overarching story of these movies, this trilogy is going to be, is about like Miles shouldn't exist as Spider-Man. And so there is no story for him. And I think that's the thing that the rest of the spider people don't understand is that canon doesn't affect him in the same way that it would affect any other Spider-Man um, mm. because his story's never been written. There, there's been, there's never been a Spider-Man like Miles. There was already a Spider-Man in that universe that already had those things happen to him. Um, and it's for, in terms of like the, uh, you have your cake and eat it. I think that that's sort of like a like a like a tease of the two universes that he's from simultaneously. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because his dad is dead in that universe, but not in his universe. And so mm-hmm. it's like, well, in a way, he uh, that Captain Stacy was already lost. The Captain Stacy that belongs to, or not the Captain Stacy, the Captain. Um, uh, the Davis. Captain or Davis, right? The Captain Davis that belonged in the universe that the spider that bit Miles belonged to is gone. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's probably not the cap. Like, was he going to be the captain for that Peter, or was there a Captain Stacy that died? Um, in the same right. fashion as he normally does. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot of I think that is going to be a very important line to look back on when, you know, when we we complete um, beyond the Spider-Verse. I think that idea mm-hmm. of having your cake and eating it and like you can't do that. And Miles coming up with the solution of like you can if you get two cakes um, yeah, is, I, is I, the I... thing that like separates him from the other guys is like thinking outside the box like that. Yeah, and like I, I can do both is something that is said multiple times throughout the film, right? Um, and not just by Miles. It's like right. he he believes Spider Man can do both. Spider Man can be both of these things, and like, and we'll get to it. I I'll, I'll, I I really have like uh when we get to the the subway chase and oh, uh, his like you know the my Miguel's like Darth Vader speech to yeah. Miles and Miles rebuke of that. I think yeah has something really beautiful to say about Spider-Man in general. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. Uh, I really loved the subtle kind of racism of racial Dratch being like coming from a, from a, from nothing in a pained background. And Jefferson's like, I don't know, man, I mean, we're, we're fucking paying for an apartment in Brooklyn. I think we're, we're doing okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then like the immigrant family and she's like, I'm from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. That is part of America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, also, I love the detail of when uh, when he when she finds out that he's getting a B in in Spanish and she snaps at him and the snap like flash is the Puerto Rican flag. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, Rio is so good. This is like like the way that the last movie was was Aaron's movie. This is a- like Aaron and, and uh, Aaron and Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson. Um 
I think that this was definitely Rio's movie. Like Rio gets like, I mean, she's like a full blown, full fledged character this time around. Which yeah, is absolutely. So nice to see. Um, yeah, um, like because the next the next scene I think is the is the rooftop party, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, what did you think of uh, Genki? Oh, fucking great! I mean, like so. I mean, because we were, it was so much like what we were talking about in our Into the Spider-Verse episode. It's like, oh, it'd be really cool to see more Genki. And he's like named in this. Like, he is yeah. Genki. And so, you know, I, I'm sure you did too both times, but I saw this with a full crowd of nerds. Mm-hmm. And there's that line where he is playing the Spider-Man game. Yeah. And um, and he's like, hey, man, could you mind? How-? Oh, because like while he's getting ready for the, the PTA meeting or the, you know, the teacher conference, He's like, hey, Genki, like, would you mind like helping out with like, I don't know, man, that's like once that's a slippery slope, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, like, (laughs) I am not your guy in the chair. Yeah. And our audience was like, oh, like, yeah, I really think this movie is like post MCU. Yeah. In a really cool way. Like, it knows that we are obsessed with these movies and we watch them all. I mean, we'll get we'll get to another example of that later. But or like Ned being a bully in Gwen's world. Right. Like, right. Just just so smart. Really, really good. Um, No, I love I love that. And then uh, also, this is a super minor detail, but Mm. I could watch this sounds weird out of context, but I could watch Miles getting dressed and undressed. Like, oh, yeah. Just, just like, like the, the way that he like gets dressed while doing other things, like f- like putting on his street clothes and then taking his street clothes off and being Spider Man again. Every time he did that, I was just like, "This looks, this is so fucking cool." <laughs> well, you know, and, and like that, and like Rio snapping the Puerto Rican flag. Like I, yeah. I assume that going back to, we haven't really done a lot of behind the scenes research for this one yet. Um, right. But the ethos, or you know, the workflow method of the first one was. You are going to you. The animators are going to hyper fixate and put all of their love and all of their artistic ability and passion into like a very specific small amount of this movie. Yeah, and I kept I kept thinking about that again and again and again. Like, oh, of course, Miles dressing and getting undressed is so full of creativity. Or like yeah. Rio snapping the American flag. There's a part I don't even remember where it is, but like Peter or no Miles is like on a rooftop or like swing. I think he's following Gwen and you see instead of Coca soda billboard, it's just soda. And then the tagline is it's a, it's a generic brand. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he goes back out and he fights the, the spot again. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's when the spot kicks his own, kicks his own ass. Um, yeah. They go back to the collider. Yeah. And he has the heart to heart with his dad. Um, okay. So, I could watch a whole. I loved Spider Man's chemistry with Jefferson. Uh huh. Like they're kind of peer to peer. You can kind of feel the how their relationship has grown since you know. Thank you for your bravery tonight. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. He has this like uh, when he's like, "Look, what's nicer than this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? Uh, maybe you should get off his ass. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and, uh, I love that. And- I love the the callback to to the running down the stairs. Oh, that, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that got a really big laugh. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, and then the revelation that Spot is the bagel guy got a really big laugh in my yeah. audience because like we all know about the bagel guy. They all talked about the bagel guy. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just an example of like you know the, the our our workflow and you know like we, what you were talking about. You you put your everything in the shot that you're working on. Yeah, and it's rewarded. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Speaking of callbacks, because uh, back in the the Guggenheim, we get uh, yeah, I think it's a Banksy. Yes, yes. <laughs> you get the call back to that. That was really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you get that whole that whole sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Really good stuff. And I just love how Spot is just like you're just being rude. This is this is like the fight of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, like, okay, man. <laughs> and it's it's really funny, but then also it pays off because like Miles is so. Dude, you're not even a villain of the week to me. And Spot's like, I'll fucking show you villain of the week. I'm going to fuck your whole existence up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but also one thing we get in this Jefferson Spider-Man scene is Jefferson gets to vent about Miles to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the kind of arc of Rio and Jefferson and Miles, like the Morales family is, which like was really poignant to me watching this, is like Miles isn't a little boy anymore. Mm-hmm. He's becoming a you know he says it later on where it's like it's like we got this new kid all of a sudden and we were doing great raising this old version of miles but now we have this new version of miles and we just have to learn how to do it like we don't have a training manual or we have to throw out everything we thought we knew about raising this guy and like that was really poignant to me um like it's yeah and and then yeah it's kind of paid off by the by the end of the movie yeah but yeah, no, it's really it's a really great uh, it's a really great scene. And it's the, it's the kind of scene that I don't know that they would have taken as much time with in the original film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, it's nice that they have the the room to breathe for these, like, you know, just character moments, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where the, 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 the length comes in again is this movie yeah. just always has room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, so then we go to uh, the rooftop um, party while Miles is trying to get uh, the cake, um, which he has to get two cakes because his message that he wants written on the cake is too long. Yeah, uh, he's like monologuing, and she yeah. runs out of space on the cake. What is it? What does it say when he finally gets there and he opens? The I'm cake, not like, proud. I'm not proud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and then you know he's given a Jefferson's given a speech. He's been made captain, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they're having a rooftop party to celebrate. And Miles isn't there when he um, toasts to him, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's sad. Uh, but mm-hmm. they, I like that they don't like linger on that too much. Like they're like, Ugh. and you just kind of feel like it's just another thing. It's yeah. not like you know, it's not something that they are gonna like harp on for too long because it's just one of like right. hundreds of things that he's done um mm-hmm. that that all goes to like that conversation that he has with spider-man um mm-hmm. but yeah the the party's really fun i love when they're arguing and the dj like turns the volume up yeah and then, <laughs> and then it cuts back to him and he's just giving up yeah he's just like oh no oh <laughs> this man is so awkward um uh. love love meeting all of miles's like theas and cousins and just like yeah, like there's just hearing like so much unsubtitled Spanish in a movie was so great. 
mm-hmm. um, and how alive everything felt. Just like again, going back to like the TLC that this whole movie has, like you could really pause and see every single character on that rooftop party had like personality and character. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then he, you know, he finally, they ground him for, for two months and he goes mm-hmm. to his room and lays on his bed and we're back at the very end of into the spider verse when the portal uh, opens and Gwen shows up. Yeah. Um, so one thought I had a lot or, you know, that I was thinking throughout the movie is, you know, if, if I was still a teenager when these movies were coming out, mm-hmm. um, I, I would have absolutely had a huge crush on Gwen sure. and like miles, I probably would have drawn her in my notebook and like, just like the cardigans, the undercut, you know, and just like yeah. her, her vibe. I was like, oh, man. But watching this as an adult, I was like absolutely on like Rio and Jefferson's side. Uh-huh. Like, get your get your fucking converse off his bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you opening his collectible act? That's not your stuff. Are you opening his stuff? Miles, yeah. you need don't you don't need this girl. You don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. And I love the bit earlier where they're like, is it Genki? We never liked that kid. He uses our first, he calls us by our first name. First we, hate we hate that. <laughs> and then they're just like, hey, Rio, Jefferson. And they're like, oh, great. <laughs> you mean Captain Din- Davis. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, Captain Davis. <laughs> she's like, oh, that wasn't a joke. Oh, he was serious. Shit. Um. And yeah, we we get a beautiful sequence of both of them because, you know, Gwen was so much more experienced than Miles in the first movie. Um, And as much as there was attraction, there was also sort of like kind of like a big sister or like I'm taking care of this little kid quality. And Mm -hmm. this really beautiful dance of two spider people web swinging and Gwen seeing like, oh, shit, like you've really you've really upped your game. Like you are holding like you're matching me trick for trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's it is a really great sequence. And then they, they land on that gargoyle and hang out under un, uh, underneath, which, again, I was just like really impressed by the animation because like there's the obvious bit of gravity, which is her hair. Right. Yeah. Um, that they're really good at animating that like they're upside down um, mm-hmm. the way that her hair lays. But it's also like the way their face just looks Right. It looks yeah. like it's it's being pulled up, right? Not mm-hmm. like strongly, but enough that like gravity is affecting it subtly. Um, yeah, yeah, and they, so they just look slightly odd uh, mm-hmm. in like a really impressive natural way. Yeah, and I love that upside down scene. Kind of like going back to how this movie has room to breathe. We get and the, Miles says what we were talking about earlier, where she she he tells Gwen we're the same in all the ways that matter. And I didn't even clock the like both of our dads are, are captains, but like it's it really this movie does a really good job of you understand why these two are attracted to one another and like where it's coming from. And yeah, yeah it's it's great. I, I do think this was the conversation that made me think that at some point there's going to be some sort of uh, reference to the fact that like Gwen might be like his Gwen in the like, you know, that in the way that it doesn't end well. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they will there will be a rebuke of that, you know, in a in a big important way. But I mm-hmm. I assume that that's going to be paid off in some fashion in the next picture. Year. This, yeah, beyond the Spider Verse, right? We're sitting down. Yeah. It's March 2024. Uh, Miguel like snaps. Uh, Gwen's web or something and she's falling and the audience is like oh no it's happening she's falling and then Andrew Garfield (laughs) I did it again yeah every time baby (laughs) I'm two for one (laughs) two for one that ain't bad right that ain't bad (laughs) I gotta go (laughs) yeah I'm just I'm just here for that I'm just here for that part (laughs) oh man um, oh man! Uh, one of the things we 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 forgot to mention is mm-hmm. um, when Spot goes into himself, he he finds the power. Oh to yeah! Travel, oh my god! Travel yeah. the multiverse, and so he just starts poking his head into different universes, and so we see a sort of like golden age of comics universe mm-hmm. first, where he gets hit by a purse. Then he pokes his head into the Lego universe. Yeah. Um, and then he pokes his head into the Venom verse and talks to the lady at the the lady Mrs. at the Chen. bodega. Yeah, Mrs. Chen at the bodega so, in Venom. Incredible, incredible response from the audience. And yeah. what I love about that moment is, you know, we are all going into this movie, um, being like, well, maybe, maybe at the very end of this movie there'll be a hint of a of a tease of a maybe we'll get like some live action, you know cross stuff and then 10 minutes in the movie like fuck you mrs chen yeah there it is <laughs> dude we have so much more stuff planned than that like that is <laughs> yes i Hang also on. just think it's funny that the one line that is in the trailer is still the only reference to the mcu other than i guess donald glover though i i i don't I yeah question, i think that's a i think it's a different one right because he's like yeah. british it sounded like i think it's a yeah i think it's a variant i think yeah because like, he definitely doesn't sound like the dude that we met in Homecoming. No, no. He just kind of has um, like a different dial, like a different kind of like, you know, why try ups? You know, it's kind of a different cadence. Um, I, I, I feel like he was British. The second time I watched it, I was like, is he British? Like it has a yeah, lilt to it. Polite. And Spider-Punk is the guy who found him. Oh, brought okay. him in. So, so I, I do wonder. Um, but anyway, those are kind of the that that's like a that's like a, a tenuous connection to the MCU, and then mm-hmm. there's the the Doctor Strange and the little nerd um, yeah. <laughs> uh, reference to the MCU. But that's it. Like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have like clips from their movies all over this, but yeah. no no Tom Holland, nothing. No, right? That's true. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I'd have to go back and pause. Like, because there's like windows, you know, where you're seeing like everyone's everyone losing their Uncle Ben or all a bunch of stuff happening at once. And like, I don't know if, yeah, if you pause it, if you do see like Tom Holland cradling Aunt May. Um, I know. I, I feel like I feel like they if they did that, they would have made a f- bigger deal about sure. it like they did with with Andrew and Toby. Yeah. Um, so I'm just assuming it's not there probably due to some sort of rights situation. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, um but uh, uh, oh, and then uh, uh, are, are we past one of my favorite lines in the movie? Though speaking of uh, the Lego universe, is oh yeah, uh, Lego Lego Peter Parker like sees the spot and he goes oh, and he runs into a bathroom stall and he goes beep 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 and he calls yes. he, he calls Miguel because like thank you Peter you're one of our very best <laughs> yeah it's so good 
the ramifications of that are so funny. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh my god, what has the Lego Spider-Man done that he's one of the best <laughs> Spider-Men? And you could tell he means it. Like, yeah, he he Miguel doesn't have a lot. He has contempt for most of the people in the society, but yeah, he really respects Lego Peter. Yeah, yeah, um, man. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, really, really great, um, Lego sequence. I, I loved that both as like, yeah, there's Spider-Man Legos, but also like, these are the guys that directed the the Lego movie, you know? Yeah. 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 Let's get that in there. So Gwen and Miles say goodbye. Yeah. And they go to the party. She meets the parents. We have Um, all that. We have that great exchange where they're like, I don't know about this. Um, Yeah. And then speaking of Rio, this was... A big part of the one of the trailers is Rio's kind of monologue to Miles, but it just mm-hmm. totally like wrecked me in the movie, which is kind of yeah. it's kind of the heart of the movie, which is like I'm scared that like we've we've given you so much love and we've taught you not to be afraid of anything and that you are worthy and you are loved, but we're just scared that when you go out into the world you're gonna meet people who don't give you that same amount of respect and love. And so just promise me that you won't forget what we taught you. Yeah. And like, it's you could argue that is like kind of the heart of this movie, right? Is yeah, because my- it all goes yeah. back to like the the story hasn't been written yet, and and mm-hmm. he's gonna write his story based on like who raised him and what the values that they put in him, not what all of the other Spider Men are telling him to do. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so she lets him, uh, she ungrounds him for the night and lets him go after Gwen. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, she had, like, placed, like, a like a tracker camera thing on uh, the spot's hideout. Yeah. Um, and thinking, like, well, I'll, I'll just circle back to this later and, uh, and, and, and deal with it then. Um, she's just there to, like, get him because he's got multiverse issues. Uh, he's causing problems. And uh, she shows up and he's already gone because he, uh, while she was uh, hanging out with Miles, he built a collider, a little mini collider and, and gave himself some more spots. And uh, now he's traveling the the multiverse looking for another like full size collider so that he can become this sort of like all powerful being. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's in deep shit from yeah. the rest of the spider crew. Yeah. And like and, and Miles is following her using his invisibility this whole time. And we get Jessica Drew chastising Gwen and being like, dude, like you're on you're on thin ice. This is why we didn't want you on this mission, because you're too close to Miles. Miles can't be a part of this. And you have to promise you are never going to see him again. And she's like, "Okay, I won't like, you know, Mm -hmm. goodbye, Miles. And then she goes into the Spider-Verse and Miles follows her. I love the goodbye miles scene. Cause she's looking out at New York and saying goodbye miles, not knowing that she's staring right into his face. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's invisible. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. so good. But, uh, yeah, he follows her, uh, in there and they go to, uh, Mumbatton. I'm yeah. I mean, jaw dropping. Yeah. The whole, that whole world, that whole, you mean like every, frame is just so alive with activity and color and action yeah. um and <laughs> i love yeah. that pavita so so i love that pavita <laughs> is so like chill and casual and just like yeah no it's really easy for me and then you <laughs> find out that it's because he hasn't had his tragic thing yet yeah and this was going to be his 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 canon event his right. 
it's so perfect. Like, you know, setting it up like his girlfriend, how his girlfriend is, is his mom, his girlfriend's dad is the police captain in this universe. Yep. And you could see it. I mean, like we, we see flashes of it at the very beginning of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I love the joke about how his hair is like, I don't know. just like this, like, you know, coconut oil and genetics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I also love how much he's picking up on the vibes between Gwen and Miles, and he's like, "Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) how how can you guys even like focus?" Yeah, so good. Great Um, great voice performance by the actor's name escapes me, but the guy who plays Dopinder from the Deadpool movies, right, right, completely different vibe. Yeah, very very good. Um, I love the the ongoing joke in this movie about how. Uh, like, why do people call it an ATM machine? The M literally means machine. And then machine. later he's like, he's like, oh, chai I tea. love chai tea. Did you just, <laughs> chai you means tea. <laughs> You're just saying yeah. tea tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's where the traffic is. Here's also where the traffic is. Here's where more of the traffic is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's a testament. And uh, we'll get to our next edition in a few, in a few beats. But it's, it speaks yeah. a lot that I didn't miss Spider-Ham or Spider-Man Noir or Penny at all with this new crew. Yeah. Well, it you know, it's it's they do have a different very different vibe than that other mm-hmm. crew. I feel like they're more nuanced than the other yeah, crew. Um sure. and I think that they are they have the leverage to do that now. You know, they don't have to do this in a simple manner. They can they can make them a little less simplistic you know before it yeah. was just noir guy anime girl cartoon guy you know like that yeah. was those were the three vibes <laughs> and like like any good sequel it's like oh they they oh they bought they were that was they 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 processed that and it was palpable then we can start going more like you said sophisticated and like Pavita and hobie and like me everyone they feel like more of characters as opposed to gimmicks Right or right, they're they're props. more than their gimmick, um, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah. So so I love the sequence too when when they're like following the spot and uh, and and the spot is just like yeah I'm I gotta I, I'm just I'm trying to like you know figure out uh, who I am and and this is the only place I could do it and the feeder's like oh really you came to India <laughs> to find yourself <laughs> yeah, that's a western <laughs> cliche dude yeah <laughs> yeah it was so good <laughs> and he's like oh no I didn't uh, mean like that blah, blah, blah. yeah <laughs> you know, oh I love chai tea <laughs> oh come on yeah <laughs> so uh, they get to the collider there's a glass between them and Peter or Miles starts to like absorb this the new, energy. Yeah. This new ability he's been working on, but he's interrupted by Hobie who we had been hearing hints that like Gwen had been staying with Hobie, like yeah. crashing at his place. And they may have kind of a, like a, a thing, a crush going on. And it's made even worse when it's like, are those my chucks? Like, are you wearing my like, Oh God. Yeah. Your, your sweater and your toothbrush are at my place. And Miles is like, oh my god, kill me! Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Hobie, Hobie, I, I, Miles, yeah. I like her chucks. I do miss the ballet slippers because they're just such a look. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, so I, yeah. I will say, when she was lacing them up, oh my gosh, yeah, badass. Yeah, like at the beginning, like I was like, oh my god, what a fucking badass! I love her so much. She's so yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobie might be my favorite character in the movie. He's 
dope as hell. I yeah. I love how anti-establishment he is. Um, I love that he's like part of this spider crew, but like also it's like ah, not really. Like <laughs> right, you know, like they 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 take the punk part of spider punk a hundred percent seriously. Yes, like they don't they don't cheat that. It they they stay they they go they follow that all the way through, and I love how. This absolutely in a lesser movie and lesser creative hands, it could have been like a dumb love triangle between the three of them. And Hobie could have been like this douchebag, this pretentious punk douchebag. But he becomes like a mentor to Miles and like encourages his rebellion because like that's who he is. He's a punk. Right. Right. I also love that he's animated on like threes or fours. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he's he's so much more jittery than everyone else because he's supposed to look like punk sh- punk show, like poster uh, wall posters. art. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's so fucking cool. He's yeah. so cool looking. I'm not a role model. Briefly, a runway model. I hate the AM. I hate the PM. <laughs> what is that? It's a metaphor for capitalism. For capitalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then we have that great sequence where uh, it's so it's heartbreaking in retrospect, but like when P- Miles sees uh, this bus about to fall and Pavita is trying to save the bus with his girlfriend on it, but then also sees the police captain and we every Spider-Man fan knows what's about to happen. And the movie's so smart of like not putting too fine a point on it, but just like, yeah, you know, you know, the story. And yeah. You're like, oh, and in fact, this. when this starts. Gwen gets an alert on her bracelet that says like canon event incoming, Mm -hmm. you know, tread carefully. And, and so like, yeah, when this happens and Miles saves the day, she tries to stop him. But also that's the thing is like in her gut, her gut says like, no, like I, 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 this feels wrong to -hmm. just like let this happen feels wrong. If we can stop it, we should stop it. We're Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she does ultimately let Miles go, but there is that, you know, he Miles and us think for a second that it's out of like fear, but it's actually a different kind of fear. Um right. And so Miles saves the police captain, Pavita saves his girlfriend <laughs> and like hugs her and then has right. to be like cover cover for it. Yeah. Um and then a pit opens up in the universe because they broke a canon event and that's bad, mm-hmm. as we'll learn uh shortly. Yeah. I love the I love the like strike spy, the the Spider Man strike team that runs yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, gosh. And then uh they're like, Yeah, you Miguel wants you at, at headquarters right now. And yeah. <laughs> and, and Spider uh, Ho Hobie's like Hobie's like, Well, whatever. We're 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 together and like, you know, we don't we don't take orders and he's like and Miles goes Whoa. Miguel wants me to go to headquarters? All right and then goes and, and Hobie's like, oh, like oh, man. oh god <laughs> Yeah. Yeah and it's it's great because like Miles wants to be in the club. He's yeah. like there's a there's a spider society. I've been alone for like a year. I wanna hang out with other spider people again because he thinks it's going to be like it was in his first adventure. Right. And here's the thing. I also think that part of like what makes him different and and what is going to be the ultimate lesson to like the 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 spider society, Mm -hmm. um, the thing that they are going to learn is that, you know, everyone should just do their own thing. And and Miles um, 
you know, wanting to tell someone that he's spy. He just wants to live a life where he can be completely open with someone in his life about these things that he's doing. Like, you know, when he he's confronted by his parents, he's just like, did you ever think that maybe like I'm just doing my own thing that like, you know, isn't hurting anybody. And I'm just like off on my own doing my like own low, low stakes kind of, you know. Yeah. And they're like, no, that, never. No, not once. <laughs> and. <laughs> And yeah, like he wants to tell somebody. And I think that like ultimately he's going, he is going to tell his parents and they mm. are going to be fine. Yeah. And that's going to make him feel less alone. Yeah. Cause there's even that moment back when they're hanging upside down where Peter's like, or Miles is like, sometimes I think I, I do want to tell my parents. And Gwen's like, fucking don't. It does not work out, dude. Yeah. It, trust me. Cause like she tries, she takes off the hood and right. Captain Stacy reacts. Horribly, but also really humanly. I think Shea Wiggum fucking crushes this as well. Um, um, American Treasure Shea Wiggum as Shea Wiggum. As, as Captain Stacy. As soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. So, oh, okay. but like again, going back to following your instincts. Miles wants to tell his parents, but he's hesitating because he's like, well, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, wow, he kind of looks like Captain Stacy. Huh. Yeah, he should have been Captain Stacy in uh, 2012, if you ask me. Well. Would have been better than Maritoki. There's a whole. There's a lot of stuff yeah, of going on of, in the 2012 movie that should be different. Of, of, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so you know, it's Easter egg hunters paradise. Scott, shout out to your buddy from that website, um, who who uh, took you to go see Far From Home. Oh right, yes, yes, definitely. Um, um yeah. See his nose bleeding. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I okay. My favorite joke i think sure of of all of it so there's there's a few right but i think mm-hmm. i don't think anything is ever better than a peter parked car i think that's the best <laughs> joke peter i think car. yeah i think that's the best one <laughs> the spider buggy is is peter parked car, parked car. <laughs> yeah aka <laughs> spider buggy i don't think there's anything better than that amazing i loved uh i love i love uh, cowboy spider-man on a horse and the horse shoots yeah. webs yeah, um, that's really good. Um, I also I love uh, Mysterio. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Mysterio uh, and Mysterio. Mysterio. Ooh, uh, <laughs> what, what was it like? Crazy Rhino, boring Rhino, and it's a Rhino. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, I like the little joke of. I think this is, but I, I can't remember the order. Um, but someone. Jessica Drew like makes like a pun, and then there's a there's a, a Spider Girl wearing a hijab. That like tries to make a better pun, and then they all start trying to make puns. <laughs> yes. They're just like piled on top of one of like the, like the speech bubbles. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. And um, and yeah, the Donald Glover cameo. I mean, it brought the house down. That's like oh yeah, no, it, it it absolutely wrecked. Um, yeah, absolutely fucking wrecked house. Uh, in that first night, like it did okay. Um, today when I saw uh, it, but, you know, it's, it's also not, they're not the diehard crowd, you know? Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, the diehard crowd just lost their goddamn minds. Uh, it was, it was nuts. I mean, even the costume looks good. Like, oh man, it looks so good. Yeah. I do wonder, do you think mm-hmm. that the, uh, the, the movie that they're making with Donald Glover that they said was who, what is his name? Dis- disco something disco. Right, yeah, the Disco Bandit or whatever the hell, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's actually a Prowler movie, and they just didn't want to say that that's what they're doing? I'm good either way. Yeah, you, you know how I feel about Disco Stew or whatever the hell. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
I'm I'm just like if it, uh, like I'm way into a Prowler movie. I think that would be dope as hell. Yeah, I um, mean like he's just gonna age more and more into the role. You know, yeah, it's not like absolutely. it's it's unf- like it's. I, don't, I, I can have this conversation now. I don't need a live action Miles Morales movie. Mm, like okay, I mean I get I not 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 even just get I appreciate what the culture gains from a live action Miles. Yeah. From seeing that in the same way of what we've gained from like Halle Bailey playing Ariel and what that adds yeah. to the canon. But from a character standpoint, from a validity standpoint, that's Miles Morales. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't imagine a, a more three-dimensional, nuanced, living, breathing character than the Miles that we get through collaboration with Shamik Moore and the animators. Yeah. No, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, great cameo though. Um, Absolutely, really, yeah. really came out of nowhere. I was not expecting that, and it was that. I that was good. That was they yeah. got me. They, they got us good. <laughs> they, that's so fun. I I haven't been gotten in a long time. Um, yeah, because I'm on the internet, and so like I had Fast X spoiled for me. I had Multiverse of Madness spoiled for me last year, mm-hmm. and so it's like it doesn't like ruin the experience, but like it's. It's like when you open the closet door and you see your Christmas presents in your parents' closet. Right. Right. And you're like, ah, shit. Oh, oh well. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, really, really good stuff. And then they, uh, they go to meet Miguel in, on his like very like slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, his slow platform uh, mm-hmm. lowering. Um, yeah. So what do you think of Miguel? Um, I mean, like really terrific voice work by Oscar Isaac, um, where you can hear the humanity in his voice, where he's like such a great antagonist because like you, you see them, you, you see the mistake of his logic. You see the fault in his logic, but you also understand how he came to that conclusion because he made the exact mistake that he thinks Miles is about to make. Right. Of like, dude, I, he's not just this stuffy you know, dude on a hill that thinks he's, you know, but he kind of does think he's better than her, but it came at a cost of like, I lost everything because I did not even my everything. I effed up someone else's everything because I was selfish mm-hmm. and thought his animation. Was, I love the shot where we see him playing with his daughter or not quote him playing with his daughter. Right. And he looks happy. And then like the, the image dissolves and we see just the crag and the age and the weight, <laughs> the weariness. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like how big um, he is. Yeah, I I I just love all of the the all of the different textures that all the different Spider Mans have. Um, mm-hmm. Really, just so cool. I mean, you know, H- Hobie's the most uh, uh, the most textured. Like him and and uh, Da Vinci Vulture are the two most right. textured. I would say, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, everyone else is just really cool. Yeah, we're introduced to Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider. So yes. So what did what did you think of of Ben Riley's depiction in this? Because he's kind of a joke in yeah. this, largely a joke. And yeah. I think I guess depending on if Ben Riley just happens to be like your favorite for some reason, he's sure. kind of like the Adam Warlock of the movie. I think he is. I uh, I love his depiction because I think that everything from the '90s is a joke. So yeah, yeah. but he's like worried about his. <laughs> Uh, he's like the first time we see him, he's like leaning against a pillar, and he's like, "Oh, I'm having an angst. I'm having a big angst." 
Yeah, and then when he goes to the alley to like investigate the sound that he hears, he's like <sighs> narrating everything that he's doing that we're seeing him do, yeah. which is like the most like sort of meta joke of like '90s comics, where yeah. the writers would over-explain everything, and you're like, yeah, no, I can clearly see that the artist drew that, yeah. that that's what's happening. He's super, uh, uh, he's super fixated on his pose and what his pose looks like. Yeah, yeah, uh, really good. I loved that. Um, we're like an hour into the movie at this point. Something like that. Yeah, maybe a little over an hour. Uh, the sense of joy and elation I felt when the first time you hear Peter B. Parker's voice. My audience lost their minds when he showed yeah. up. Um, also, mm-hmm. my audience, I the, the Nicole Kidman ad at the beginning, yeah. my audience was absolutely going fucking bananas during. Mm-hmm. I've never, I, I've seen some <laughs> big reactions to that Nicole Kidman uh, uh ad but like i've never seen this yeah. was like the biggest reaction i've ever heard the audience like when the amc logo came up the audience just fucking yeah. like yeah. it was just it's, it was like i was at a concert it was crazy yeah. uh so i saw this in dolby the first time I mean, i've only seen it the one so far but um this legend in the audience timed it exactly right he was like, is the projector still on Yes, yes, the, the projector, projector is still. <laughs> That's amazing. When I saw uh, John Wick, they were having a lot of issues, uh, oh, technical no. issues. And uh, yeah, at one point, it was playing audio from 20 minutes later in the movie, like over Whoa. video. Yeah, it was crazy. I thought it was like a, a wild like a wild like stylistic choice because he was like <laughs> it was when he was like walking into the to, up to the roof of the hotel and like yeah. meeting with that person and you were hearing the fight that comes like 20 minutes later like oh, in the no. hotel and so i thought i oh, thought he had yeah. done the fight and like you were hearing what he had done to get him there and i was like this is a really interesting stylistic choice and then it just kept going over dialogue and i was like yeah. oh no this isn't oh. a choice this, there's something oh, shit. wrong but earlier um, the everything was blurry. It was out of focus. Oh, and no. during that bit, when it said the projector is still on, somebody shouted, and out of focus. <laughs> uh, um, so, God yeah. Bless. Yeah. Uh, and audiences. then we get, um, absolutely, yeah. Can really, can really, can really. I mean, that's why you go to the movies. You know, you want to feel yeah. the crowd. You want to. Right. Uh, Ash Arche's favorite character, Mayday Parker. Yeah. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, great baby, great baby animation. Oh yeah, she's um, just like I gave her a web. web I was, I knew it was a mistake giving her that web shooter, but she's just so darn cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and like my my heart, like I, I just really spoke to how much I've grown to love this character these past five years. Is like when he's like has his arms around Gwen and Miles, and he's just like a proud dad showing all the baby pictures. Yeah. And like, oh no, no, you're gonna you're, you're gonna love this one. Oh look at this one, and I'm like, oh, you've come so far. I, I also just love that because of how much, you know, May Day looks like Mary Jane and there yeah. she's like posing. She's a model. She's like a there's, baby yeah. model. Yeah. There's one yeah. where she's kind of doing like a model face. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is her studious look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, God, I love him in this with the with mm-hmm. the slippers and the robe, the pink yeah. robe. He's wearing like Mary Jane's robe. Yeah. He somehow found a way to get more comfy than the yes. last movie. Yes, he's so good. Um, no, I love him. I also love Hobie's reaction to the baby, which is just like, 
when it was just like that yeah. girl's a, that that baby's an anarchist. anarchist. I love it. Take it a take it a crap on the establishment. <laughs> yeah, I salute you. <laughs> salute. <laughs> yeah. He's like really into the baby. It's great. <laughs> uh, um, and you know, Peter B. Parker makes this kind of astute observation where he says, like, Miguel's the only he's the only Spider Man who isn't funny. Right. And it makes sense. He's like he's he's funny when he like he gets laughs in this movie, but it's him like reacting to stuff. Like yeah. when he's like, Hobie, I can't I can't even look at you. I can't like, yeah. I'm not even here. I wonder mm-hmm. about about this and i wonder if my questions about jessica drew are going to be answered in the form of like in the next movie there's going to be a reveal that jessica drew and miguel o'hara are technically not spider-man yeah that'd be cool and that's why he's not funny and that's why she rides a, a motorcycle you know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like they're not actually they're they're the leaders of this spider thing, and they've like uh, made everyone believe that they're Spider Man, but they're not actually Spider Man. Like they mm-hmm. are, you know, they are engineering themselves to be Spider Man. Yeah, Miguel's actually a lot more like Miles than he would like to admit. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder about that, because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't. I don't know. Unless he was, maybe he was. Instead of a radioactive spider, he was bit by a, a vampire spider or something. Oh, that could um, be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But uh, so anyway, then kind of the stand one, you know, a big. Uh, like the exposition dump of, well, it was really, really cool. Speak. Oh, I think, oh, this might be an MCU connection. We see the timeline. We see the sacred timeline. Right. The web. Hmm. Well, um, first we see like literally like. The, the the sacred timeline from Loki, I think, with like oh really the weird okay. the blue tendrils and thing, and then it's like this is ev- this is everything, and this is us, and then oh, it's like right the web stuff, yeah, like like uh, like in X Men when they're yeah like, this, is, this is everyone and these are mutants these are um, mutants. yeah it's it was uh it's it's a really it was really cool I love that they were like in this like these are called canon events and you saw mm-hmm. you see the spider bite. You see Uncle Ben, you see Venom, um, mm-hmm. and then of course you get uh, the Captain Space Stacy event, which is canon event ASM ninety because it happened in Amazing Spider Man ninety. Um, but uh, yeah, um, that's uh, it's really it's really good. Like there's 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 always a captain who dies, and that was supposed to be uh, Pavita's canon event, and you ruined it. And yep. as a result, you ruined his universe and we are going to try to fix it, but we don't know if we can. And uh, you done fucked up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> yeah, know? we. Uh, oh, it was so heartbreaking when we see Peter. You hear Jake Johnson doing like a kid version of his Spider-Man, like Captain Stacy. No. And like, yeah, you can see that he's Is still it, like that happened yeah. to you, too. Like, yeah, it happens to all of us. All of us. And like the kind of fork in the road that Miles has is they see this as like an inevitability like this is part of being spider-man part of the deal is people have to die you have you know there are canon events that you cannot change and fight and miles is immediately like no like that's bullshit like we're spider-man we can we can do both like yeah why do we have to admire and then miguel is like this is why i didn't want you here this is why i didn't want you in the club um and then he does the most Spider-Man thing you can do. He rebels. 
Um, right. Well, so to backtrack a little bit, uh, I love the moment where uh, he's starting to like, wait, this is bullshit. And Hobie's like, yeah, yeah. And like, Hobie, you're not <laughs> helping. He's like, good. <laughs> so good. Uh, he's amazing. And then when they trap Miles in that prism, that thing that that trapped Captain Stacy, uh, Hobie's the one to be like, dude, Miles, remember that advice I gave you about, you know, don't don't use your fingertips, use your whole palms. Right. And then he, then he uses that he to blows escape it up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's he like, by the, the way, I quit and blows it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and he yeah, he quits and he he leaves his uh, bracelet behind his watch. Um, okay. Just in case it don't work out. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's his, that's his, uh, that's the one he makes himself. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. It's cool. Little like punk rock one. That's true. Yeah. 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 He leaves the one that they gave him behind Mm -hmm. when he 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 jumps through the portal. He throws it, he throws it to the ground. Um, which I thought Miles saw and I thought that was his plan. Like, like when he leads Mm. everyone away and then goes dives back in i thought his plan was going to be to get the bracelet that hobie left behind like i yeah. thought it was like hobie did that for him like hoping mm-hmm. that he would like come and get the bracelet that would um, be good too yeah but i like um, the direction they went instead yeah. uh because <laughs> oh, we're introduced to they're sending boring rhino and donald glover using they're sending they're using something called the go home machine that right. reads your shit we meet spider bite played by amanda stenberg mm-hmm. and like an ai spider person right um, well she's like an avatar um, she's an avatar yeah she's kind she, of like she has like per- the vr goggles at home that she's yes that's yeah. right she's eating fritos at home uh yeah. <laughs> in vr goggles and then she she's like a mm-hmm. yeah like an avatar uh spider-man and then miles single-handedly outruns every spider person in the spider society in an absolutely exhilarating chase sequence yeah, no, it's 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 really incredible. He has showdowns with multiple Spider Men in really fun ways. Uh, the the bit with the cowboy was probably my favorite, where he's yeah. just like one, one two, two. Oh, you're supposed to wait till I count to three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, that, that's the part I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to going to see the movie again and just really getting to like savor and enjoy each yeah. moment. I I really liked um uh I wanna say I don't know if it was him or not, but um I wanna say it was Lakeith Stanfield's Spider Man. Um the one who says um the one oh, who's there's like, no there's way there's out. No, yeah, there's no way out. Uh, oh sorry guys, this I I guess there was a way out. <laughs> that was uh Metro Boomin who executive oh. produced the the soundtrack this time around oh okay um yeah so he uh i, I like that guy uh, mm-hmm. my bad guy oh, there was a way the, out <laughs> the, the guy who's like trying to like struggle to hold two those two sides of the wall together and they just like run over him oh, yeah um her i think she that was that was a that was a spider woman oh okay um, yeah a big big muscly spider woman uh, uh but yeah the spider- the yeah. Peter Park Carr is the one that pushes it over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Park Carr tries to drive across the web and knocks it all down. Uh, I mean, oh, oh, you know who else was really cool uh, during the, uh, the 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 they're sending everybody back. We get Insomniac Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, and he was right next to 
he was right next to another video game reference, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like a gaming Mysterio or something. I and think it was so. like it was like an eight yeah. bit Mysterio or something. Yeah. And are you yeah. talking to me? What <laughs> yeah. Um man. Yeah. The Insomniac the Insomniac Spider Man though does add uh extra uh questions. Um for sure. However, because one thing that you notice watching this movie is that J. Jonah Jameson is voiced by J.K. Simmons in every universe. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not voiced by J.K. Simmons in the Insomniac universe. Right. So it's yeah, like, yeah, wait, yeah. why is your universe the one universe where J.K. Simmons isn't playing yeah. uh, J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, well, we never see J.J.J. in in Andrew's universe. Oh, so that's true. That is true. That You're could, right. That could be a fold. Oh, and then uh, uh, I was happy for you. We get a uh, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, twice we got. Yeah. We get like we get his uh, his his uh, Captain Stacy moment, um, and then yeah, we get him. He has like a uh, he gets his like um, Peter Porker like yeah. sad boy moment. Miles, um, you can't. Yeah, yeah, dude. This this part of it, man. Like that. That was yeah. yeah just this leading to the, this being the ultimate Spider-Man movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. I love I love seeing Spectacular Spider Man. That was so fun. Um The, yeah, the Chase he, but he breaks his way through the Spider Society into like the, the freeway of this world. No, yeah, of, and then it's like, uh, he's, on, like tra- he's like on a train that's like going straight up. up? Yeah. I, yeah. Where is that going? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Um and then uh, you know, I I mentioned it earlier, key part of the movie we have uh, Miguel just like clawing his way up the train and then we get the you know Luke I'm your father moment right. of like you're not even supposed to be here you're a mistake you, the spider was supposed to bite someone that spider wasn't from your universe and Miguel which which was established earlier because yes. spot spot is the one who brought that spider into that universe that yes. accidentally bit him which explains why the spider was near the collider and and every like it just it's it's it all, a perfect yeah. retcon it's just a perfect retcon this is a chef's kiss of a retcon amazing um, yeah and immediately what i thought watching this is like you know miguel's folly as an antagonist in this movie and you know the next movie potentially is I was like, you're not supposed to be Spider-Man. We were all preordained to get bitten by the spider and you were an accident. And I'm like, that makes him the most Spider-Man out of all of you. Yeah. Because what we've learned the hard way through the Andrew movies is Spider-Man is not supposed to be destined. Right. He is supposed to, it's supposed to be an accident. It's supposed to be just happenstance that it happened to bite the best kid it could have bitten. And right. It'll be interesting to see if that's dealt with at all in the third movie. Yeah. Of like, no, that actually makes him most worthy of of the mantle of any of you. Yeah, I mean, because I think I think uh, I think Miguel's arc ultimately is going to be to learn what it actually takes to be Spider Man, and it's yeah. it's not these uh, painful moments. It's um, yeah, because that was the thing. Is like you look at the the moments that they use; they're all painful moments. None of them mm-hmm. are like happy moments that continuously happen. Um, it's all tragedy, all of it. Uh, and and I think that that's the thing that he needs to learn is that it's not all tragic backstory. There's there's yeah. more to Spider Man than that. Yeah, I'm down for a Miguel O'Hara redemption arc. Like I don't need to see him like you know falling off a cliff or you know. Yeah. I think that's kind of where the spot the spot fills. I think he's going to be kind of like the emperor 
Yeah, I mean, there's we'll no way. There is no way that this that that movie doesn't end with him making a joke, having oh. what it actually takes to be Spider Man. Like that is what is going to happen. Yeah, and then, like right and Peter B. Dies. Parker is going to be like, "Did you just make a joke?" <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Yeah. Um, oh. And then Miles gets his like fist pump hero moment of like everyone's been telling me that my story's already been written. Fuck that. I'm going to do my own thing. And he's like, well, I, I got all of you here in one spot, didn't I? And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's been playing us from the very beginning. Yeah. Because dur- during the fight, he was like, you don't even know what you're doing. He's like, no, I got a plan. I'm just not telling you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, um, to backtrack a little bit, we get like a brief respite from the chase where Peter B. Parker mm-hmm. uh you know, Miles in here and like, man, my heart broke. I got emotional because it's like, dude, like you're the reason I had Mayday because when I saw you at the collider, I was like, I want to have a kid because there's a chance that she could be as good, as terrific a person as you. Yeah. And you're like, oh God. And then Miles is, Miles throws back by being like, then why did you never come see me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I like how they make it really hard for Gwen and Peter B. Parker. Like, yeah, they don't they don't. The movie doesn't like, no, they 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 made a mistake. Like they yeah. they failed Miles as a friend. Yeah, because they followed the rules. They they, they, the rules. they didn't they weren't anti-establishment like Hobie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my yeah. God. I can't wait to see Hobie interact with Spider-Man Noir. Oh fuck! That's gonna be great. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be super. Him and 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 a Spider Ham are gonna be like best friends, right? Yeah, they're gonna be little anarchists. Yeah, but like, but yeah, the the idea of him interacting with <laughs> Spider Man Noir is really funny to me. Oh god, I can't <sighs> wait, dude. Oh, yeah. Man. So <laughs> Peter goes back to the way, to to the go back home machine. And then we get this really beautiful, like, unspoken thing where he locks eyes with Spider Bite and just Miles' face, Spider Bite's like, I can't, I can't, I have to. She has a I chance. Can't. Yeah. I gotta she, let him has, go. Yeah. All she has to do is click a button and it'll reboot, but she's like, no, I have to let him go home. And then, Yeah. And so this machine that sends these yes. things home, it reads them, their DNA, and recognizes what universe they belong to. So mm-hmm. it sends Miles, presumably, back home. And everyone is like, and, and before he leaves, he says, we're Spider-Man, we're supposed to be the good guys, and then goes to his what, what, What's Gwen's line? Oh, that's Gwen's line. Gwen's line's, oh, that's right. I mean, they send Gwen back. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. We're supposed to be the good guys, and then, yeah, we are. Um, and, th- and that's so, yeah, like they Miguel's. Send her back. They yeah, send her back because they're like, this is your fault, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of Miguel's like real heel turn, I think, is... Yeah. Because like he almost kind of like out of fear is like anybody else, like right. are we all on the same page now? And they're like, "Fuck, all right, dude," you know. And and I do think like you know these are all still Spider Men, so like right. they know in their heart that this isn't right. Yeah, and I think part three will be about them all kind of making the revelation that Gwen and Miles have and Hobie have made. Um, yeah, that yeah. twist got me though. Like, well. Going back to so, this being a two and a half hour movie, though, like like the whole chase when he's like trying to get to back home in time, I yeah. was like, I was like on the edge of my seat because I was so I was like, I know, I know we're going to end on a cliffhanger. I know that was the point. Like, 
but I was like, fuck, no, 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 not now, not yet, not yet, not yet. Oh, fuck, when, when's it going to... I thought they were going to end with him chasing for Jefferson and then being like, boom, to be continued. Oh, yeah. No, so so he goes he goes back uh, and, and you know, well, first, Gwen goes back, has a conversation with, um, with her dad, who hasn't seen her in months, mm-hmm. and, uh, and basically reveals that he quit the police force, which means he's no longer in danger because he's not a captain anymore. Yeah. Uh, it was like I, I quit the force. Like when? As soon as you took your mask off, or like yeah. Um, and then look, you you mentioned this earlier, but the expressionistic quality to Spider Gwen's world, where like the color palette melds and 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 shifts with the mood of the characters, I thought was so so well done. It was really really cool. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then he's like, hey, so you know, now that we're back on speaking terms and we're all good. Uh, this guy, this real piece of work, left you this thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and it's a bracelet from Hobie, uh, who says in case it doesn't work out, and uh, it's it's like what what is he what is it called? It's like it's like a pirated. It says something about it being pirated or yeah, um, or or yeah, yeah. Something, oh, something. I like I like the little joke of Miles having a day pass. Yeah. Oh, right. The day pass. And then he's like, I've never. She's like, he's like, oh, your your daughter has a bracelet. She's like, yeah, she's got a day pass. Oh, you've got a day pass. I've never seen an adult with a day pass before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so then she uses the um, the bracelet to go back to uh, uh, Miles's world to to save him from Miguel and and uh, the rest of the the Spider Man Miguel. Jessica Drew and uh, Ben Riley all mm-hmm. uh, also go to Miles's universe um, to uh, to to find him, and uh, yeah, you have Gwen and and like you have Miles going to his apartment. You have um, Gwen going to his apartment and sort of like hanging out outside the window, uh, presumably listening to him having a conversation with his mother, mm-hmm. where he's going to reveal that he's Spider Man. Um, and then the big shift happens when he says, like, I'm Spider-Man and shows her and he, she's like, who's Spider-Man? And then he, like, follows her out of the room and then uh, uh, his, his Gwen whole body. Goes, yeah. Yeah, his whole body, like, shudders. Glitches. And, glitches. And that's when he realizes that yeah. they both realize at the same time across universes that he's not in the right universe. Because yeah. the machine took him to the universe that, that the spider belonged to, not where he belonged. Yeah, just yeah, that got me. I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, that makes so much." How did I not get that? You know? Yeah, um, and it it, ma- it ma- makes the title of the next movie beyond the Spider Verse. Like, it makes so much sense because there's no Spider Man in that universe, so it's beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. Um, minor moment before that twist when he's talking to Rio, and you know, we think you know he he we and he and we think that he's talking to his Rio. Um, there's this moment where he's like, I did it, mom. Like I beat all of them. Yeah. I, I showed him and I was like, fuck yeah, you did, man. Like <laughs> you, I'm, yeah. like, I'm so proud of you. Like you didn't take yeah. any of their shit. Yeah. Uh, Hobie's proud too. Yeah. Um, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, and he, then glitch, he glitches yeah, he, and then the door opens and uncle Aaron it, comes walking. Herschel Ali. Yeah. That's like the Davy Jones dead man's chest moment of like <laughs> totally oh yeah. shit like you're in he's this back. too yeah he's back baby um, and he brings her money because 
She's yeah. been surviving on on his money because uh, you know working as a as a nurse isn't paying the bills, isn't keeping a roof over their head in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he brings her cash, like just like a a big wad of cash. So, um, a um, little bit of speculation. Yes. Uh, were you kind of a little bit getting couple vibes between Uncle Aaron and Rio? Uh, no. Not okay. really. Okay. Not not not, not really. Um I mean, I think that like there is definitely like like a like intimacy. Like an intimacy but also that element of like I'm 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 the man of this house because okay. my brother's gone, you know? Yeah. And so Maybe it's my responsibility to keep this roof over your head mm-hmm. um regardless of how many hours you work or whatever. So yeah. That was kind yeah. of the vibe I was getting. Okay. Yeah. For um, sure. But uh, yeah. And then Gwen has to like go out and talk to Miles's actual parents in his universe and be like, yeah, I don't know where he is. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know where he is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that bit where that got a big laugh when, when she, he was like, I'm going to call your parents. And he's like, well, that's going to be hard to get them on the horn because they're not really anywhere around here. He's like, why? What are they out there selling drugs? He's like, no, my dad's a cop. And he's like, comment redacted yeah. <laughs> <Right over. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. yeah before that we get like yeah I, we, kind of, we, we talked about it a little bit already but jefferson and rio's kind of resolution of like yeah like it's fucking hard i mean it kind of and it was paralleled miles's thing of like i don't have a handbook there isn't a handbook to this it's always going to be hard yeah. like and how they treat parenting as as much of a heroic act as being spider-man I think is is really cool and kind of cementing like yeah like you don't dead parents aren't inherent to being Spider Man like, no and and it, and it and it's a good metaphor for what Spider Man was always a metaphor for which is mm-hmm. just that like life's hard and you yeah. don't know what's coming around the next corner but you're gonna have to face it and you're gonna have to deal with it and you're gonna have to overcome it because that's what life is and i think that's ultimately like what miguel is getting wrong is that he he thinks that all these canon events are like these important things that have to happen and it's like no what's important is that like you're just dealing with everything one step at a time yeah Um, yeah you know and it's like yeah like the the problem is that you know all of these things like if Miles didn't know that his dad was going to die, then he would have to deal with it in the moment the way that every other Spider-Man has ever had to deal with this yeah. situation in the moment. And he would either succeed or fail the way that every mm-hmm. other Spider-Man does. But the knowledge of it mm-hmm. means that now there's an extra element and an extra responsibility, right? With great power comes great responsibility. You have this great power of all of this knowledge and you're not using it responsibly because you're just letting it happen and you're not right. trying to find another solution. Yeah. Miguel thinks the responsibility is to let it happen regardless because it's for the good of the sacred timeline. It's for the good of the spider verse. But right. what, what miles is hard is telling him is like, no, we save people. We don't let people die. Right. We, Oh, and we fail sometimes, but we always try. Right. Um, and Gwen feels that way, too. That's that's what her gut is telling her. Yeah. 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 Um, it's worth noting. I know a common criticism even before the movie came out is like, uh, Miles has already lost somebody. Like, yeah. Uncle, and, and Uncle Aaron's death is in the the web already. Right. 
Like, but it's, so it's, he's the uncle. He's the uncle Ben. Death. He's the uncle Ben. He's not the Captain Stacy. Yeah, he's not the Captain Stacy. The Captain Stacy death is a different element, I guess. Um, it's really funny that the first cinematic Captain Stacy we see James Cromwell also doesn't die. Nope, sure doesn't. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. That would have been really funny if they had like if they like filmed it specially when they were like filming <laughs> nowhere. They just like Shit. brought him in and like filmed like an older Toby being like, "Oh, James Cromwell." Oh no, <laughs> Captain know? James Cromwell. No, I know who you are, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever meet? Uh, yeah, that one time when I yelled at you. That's right. <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, yeah, they're in the lab and Andrew's like, yeah, you know, how, how's, you know, when we lost Gwen, it was really, Gwen? Who's that? Gwen <laughs> Stacy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went out with her a couple times. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't a good time. Wasn't a good time. <laughs> I met her at a really bad place in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, oh, yeah. So uh, Uncle Aaron takes. It's so funny in retrospect because he's immediately like, "You're not, you're not my bloodthirsty evil son or evil nephew." Right, right. And they keep commenting on his hair too, where they're like, "Yeah, what what you do to your hair?" And then he and then he was like, "Oh, you 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 brushed out your braids." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Fucking um, great, great reveal of like. Yeah, and it's yeah. also like a recreation of of the bit where Peter Peter B. Parker is on the is tied up he ties him yeah. up on 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 uh on aaron's uh it was punching aaron's bag. punching bag right mm-hmm. um so yeah he does the same thing to him uh and then uh the big reveal of the prowler is miles morales in this universe which pays off a long long extended thing from the comics because really? yes there was a comic called spider-men that Bendis okay. wrote that was about um, it was before Miles came to the regular 616 universe when he was still in the ultimate universe and everyone had been begging somebody to write like a, a mini series where Miles meets the Peter from the 616 universe. Mm-hmm. So they made this this comic where it was like I think it was Mysterio related if I remember correctly like Mysterio like had the ability to travel across the multiverse and um, Spider-Man follows him into uh, the ultimate universe and meets Miles and everything else. And they have like this whole adventure and, and Miles gets to like meet a Peter Parker and, and like be Spider-Man with Peter Parker, which he never got to experience because his Peter's oh, dead. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it's like a really nice, charming comic. And then like Peter goes back home to his universe at the end. And then he's like, he, and then he's like, I should look up what what the miles in my universe is like, and then he he looks him up, and you don't see what the result is, but he you look at his face and he goes, "Oh no!" And then like that's the end of the miniseries, uh. and then eventually, like five years later, they pay it off in the weakest fucking shit possible, which is uh. just like, yeah, he just has a scar on his face, and he's like kind of a crime boss, crime lord guy, and like whatever, uh. and like yeah. that's it, like it's it's nothing like crazy. It didn't it didn't warrant. His reaction. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so what they've done is, ad- again, taken the concept of of the ultimate stories and adapted mm-hmm. it in a brand new way that still stays true to the stuff that was established, you know? Yeah, um, yeah for sure. It, it's, it's so fucking good. It's, it's great. I love that. And like, and so, yeah, the movie ends with you see that uh, uh, that Miles is on the brink of escape. We see his like, you know. 
electricity power is starting to tingle on his fingers. Like, oh, he's going to break out of there and he's going to yeah. fight his way out from the Prowler's hideout. As we see that, like, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Gwen's got the band back together with Hobie and Paviter, and they're going to yeah. go after their boy. Well, there is a literal, there is a literal uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back reference, which is that Rio and Jefferson are looking out, uh, looking mm. out the window. You're the right. cameras behind them, and they're looking yeah. out the window, and you're seeing their reflection in the in the window as they're like, I don't know what what's what's going to come next. I hope I hope that Gwen girl finds our boy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just it is literally the the last shot of Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, but yeah, then, uh, also worth pointing out that like when he learns that miles, that he is the prowler in this universe and he's like, you said your dad is alive in your universe. And he's like, yeah, I have to go save him. Like, like we have to save, save, our, we, save, save, save our dad. Yeah. And he's like, your dad. Your and dad. he's like, well, you, you, please, you gotta let me go. And he's like, why would I do that? And then like puts his like prowler glove on. gauntlet right next yeah. to his, right next to his face. Um, Weird. I don't know what his thought process is there. Like, why does he want to stop him from saving his dad? Like, why yeah. does he want to put this Miles through that? Why does he even want to kill this Miles? Like, like why is that the instinct, I guess? We'll find um, out in part three. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I am fully convinced of of a few things. Um, I am fully convinced that we will meet the Peter Parker of that universe, who's just a fucking loser who lives with his aunt and never became Spider-Man. Voiced um, by Chris Pine. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yes, hell yes, um, yeah. without a doubt. And uh, and I think that Miles will be. I think the the plan will be that like, okay, I gotta leave this universe in a good spot, so we gotta make it so that we, we got to figure out a way to make him Spider-Man and then like give him the spider powers and then also teach him to be Spider-Man. So miles, miles. becomes Peter's mentor. Yes. Perfect. I think that's absolutely what's going to happen in the next one. Um, I also think, and this is, this is more of a want than a, than a like 100% certainty in my mind. But mm-hmm. I think the spot in his like ultimate plan, I think that he, brings all of the villains from all of the other universes into Miles's universe for one final fight. And so we're going to see tons of different versions of Goblin and tons of Doc Ock and all kinds of villains flying around yeah. and doing all kinds of shit um, with all of the other Spider-Mans also there fighting all of the villains. And we're just going to have this crazy battle of like absolutely of like a hundred Spider-Man and a hundred spider villains all like fighting each other. Just like three Doc Ocks and like Venoms. And yeah, like we could see like the, like the Dr. Octopus from the 90s series or like, yeah. Um, oh, we get reference to the sinister six cartel. Yes. Right. So that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, I bet that's going to come back in the next one. Yeah. I just can't wait for that poster where it's like Prowler miles staring down our miles you know, like head to head beyond the spider verse. Yeah. Beyond the spider verse. And like, yeah. yeah. It's also the logo is purple. Oh, cool. Yeah. We get like miles Morales will return in Spider-Man beyond the spider verse. Yeah. And it's a purple logo um, mm-hmm. because the prowler. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm Good movie. I'm really, I'm really fucking pumped about the next movie. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to see it, but this one, I, whew, I mean, just like, holy shit. 
seemed nuts. An incredible uh, thing. Time of recording, we know that this had the highest opening weekend of 2023. Yep. Well, highest opening day. Day. Yes. We don't true. know the weekend yet because it's for sure. It's, it's still speculation. Um, um, but that that's so exciting and encouraging. I mean, like, dude, when I went to the movies on Thursday, like, I'm sure it was the same for you. There were multiple people of all ages wearing their Miles gear. Yep. Not their yep. Spider-Man gear. Their yeah. Miles gear. Yeah. And yeah, like it just really speaks to how much this character in the first movie and now this movie have like punctured the culture and really like captured I- our hearts. I also like as I was like, you know, in the bathroom and like sort of like, you know, waiting in the lobby for ba- Bethany to go to the bathroom or whatever, like all of that. I was like overhearing people talking and multiple people reference the fact that the other person they were there with made them like saw the first one and then made them watch it. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Where it was just like, yeah, because that first movie, the opening weekend of that first movie was like 35 million. And yeah. this one right now is projecting like 120 million opening weekend. Um, that's insane. That is a huge jump. And the next movie is going to make even more because the resolution yeah. of a cliffhanger always does that. Look at Endgame. Right. Yeah. And, and like and this one got even better review. It's not a Matrix Reloaded Dead Man's Chest situation right. where it was like, I don't know, man, it was it was kind of a little too long or a little too boring or crazy. It was like, holy shit, it's the best movie I've ever seen. I want part three now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. Oh, God. So good. Um, Whoo. Yeah. So I I cannot cannot wait to see this again. Um, Already. already... No, I just I'm sorry. I just imagine. I just started. I just started imagining like Miles teaching Peter Parker how to be Spider-Man being similar to like Marty McFly and George McFly, like that kind of oh, vibe. Hell yeah. God damn it, George. It's, it's a miracle. I was even born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, when, when we see Jefferson's mural, I got big, like, you know, George McFly died. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. This is absolutely the back to the future part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to the future. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> Hundred um, percent. I'll say it. I'll say it. This is better than Back to the Future Part Two. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, um, I also thought a lot about Two Towers, where like I know um, Cass, you know, beloved co, you know, guest of franchiseography, Cass Fredrickson. That that's their least favorite Lord. I mean, least favorite Lord of the Rings movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, and like their criticism is like it doesn't feel complete. And I've never. I kind of feel that way. I don't feel that way about Two Towers because I'm like, well, no, look, you know, you meet Rohan at the beginning and then they save Rohan at the end. Yeah, right. Real movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess like, yeah, I mean, we are going to have to rank these, unfortunately, next week. And mm-hmm. so, but like, I cannot, I, yeah, I cannot wait to see this movie again. And because, I mean, this was like, it was almost overwhelming watching this the first time. It it was. That's why I, I was like, I have to see this again before we record because it's yeah. just it, it's too much. I think that it's going to click a lot more when you watch it again. I yeah. Because there's so much that is paid off at the end that you don't realize was set up at the beginning until you watch it again. Right. Um, yeah. That you're going to be I, I think it's going to click big time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
watching it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I absolutely love this just as much as the first one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a different I mean, movie. It's a very it different is. movie. It's like, you know, th- there's a difference between meeting a, meeting your best friend for the first time and seeing your best friend again after right. a few years, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, um, it, also, because, like, it also runs faster the second time you oh, watch cool. it. Oh, cool. Yeah. The movie feels shorter. Um, you know what it is for me personally? Mm. When we went to go see Into the Spider-Verse for the first time all those years ago, it felt like meeting a band. Like, there was no hype. Like, right. We kind of knew it was it was going to be good because of Lord Miller and, you know, yeah. the trailers. and But, like, I walked out of that feeling like I needed to be evangelical. Right. Like, you guys have no idea. They kick so much ass. And... This time I was just going to see it opening weekend where people were like already like this is the best movie ever made. This is a masterpiece. This is like peak cinema, greatest animated movie of all time, greatest superhero movie of all time. And so I kind of went into that within my head. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, this is really good. But I don't know if this is like, is this the best movie I've ever seen? And that's just an unfortunate handicap, I think. Yeah, well, but I will say this. I felt very similarly the first time I watched it. Okay. It cool. really, it really didn't all click in my brain until the second time I watched it. I, I would, I would push you to try and see it before we record that between episode, because okay. I, I, I would like to check in with you to, again to see if it, it has changed your perspective on the movie at all. Seeing it again nice. and seeing like, with, with knowing where it's going and how it's ending, mm-hmm. seeing how the things that are this movie specific were set up and paid off. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, next week we will be reviewing Morbius. <laughs> on on the Patreon. Not on, on the Patreon. <laughs> yes. But we yes. will be doing our between episode. What a what a journey, man. Yeah. No, it's been it's been it's been great. Uh Spider Man is, you know, the best superhero of all time. You know, what mm-hmm. what what can be said? Um all of them, every version of him. Um, yeah, and like, not to keep this, not to keep dragging this on, but like, they're they're you know they they have talks about like, oh, make all the Batman team up, you know, yeah, and just it wouldn't work. It well, wouldn't, wouldn't... I think that would work mm-hmm. in a different way. Not, okay. I I would I would absolutely I definitely don't want the version that you're talking about. What you okay. I think what you're referencing, <laughs> yeah, sure, which is yeah. like, oh, Keaton and Kilmer and Clooney and you know Bale. all of them, yeah, yeah. Bale. Um. Yeah, I definitely want to see Bale interacting with George Clooney. Uh, George Clooney's Batman. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Uh. That that I don't want. But, um, I think that there's a version of that movie that where you could take Batman as a concept through history. Mm, okay. And and you team up with it's like all the Batmans throughout history that you like you team up with. So then it's like it's like, you know, you're you have like a Dick Grayson Batman. You have a Tim Batman. You have, you know, yeah. a Damien Batman. You have Batman Beyond. You have Bruce Batman. You could have Batman by, you know, Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Yeah. Um, I think there's a version of that. But like that's that's an animated movie just like this is. I think For I don't sure. want to see that in live action. We're already yeah. going to get two Batman in that Flash movie. So. At least. At least two. That's true. Um, I am avoiding yeah. spoilers like the friggin' plague. Yeah. Really... Yeah. I'm I'm trying my best, definitely. Um, it, yeah. But it, if if this, there's no way this isn't the movie of the summer, but like uh-huh. the, the fact that this 
you know i mean like yeah the, the i mean the flash is getting really good buzz you know and like guardians 3 was really good like yeah it's been a pretty good summer so far yeah it has been a really good summer one of the best summer uh you know movie summers in in a really long time um i think i think the thing that's gonna hurt the flash is that people don't think it matters because it's part of the old universe sure um, sure sure so i don't think it's gonna do as well as it probably would have like if it had come out like five years ago <laughs> when it was supposed to come out um, <laughs> right. yeah when it was first announced to come out um oh, man. but you know oh well um, um anyway we went across the the spider verse in more ways than one and now we've reached the end of our journey yes um, yes and now it's time to do the mummy <laughs> yeah um after the between episode and uh yes. morbius <laughs> of course a little thank god Mor- for morbius. Mor- morbius the uh the the uh the dark universe of the spider-man <laughs> right yeah absolutely <laughs> of the spider-verse uh, maybe uh, that's who bit miguel uh oh maybe um i don't want to see jared leto in the next movie though no um, i don't want to see jared leto again ever <laughs> we're gonna watch him next week i know fuck <laughs> <laughs> i can't I can't believe I'm going to see that movie a second time. Well, <laughs> I, I I I did the right thing, and I just yeah. Waited. You waited until like, I know we're going to have to cover this at some point on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not getting tricked into watching this multiple times. Um, um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been such a fun mini series on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we've got plenty more uh, spider talk to come uh, next week. So yes, uh, stay tuned for the between episode. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Keep whipping.